All right, and welcome back to the Real Mistakes on Lake Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Gramke, and alongside me is uh, probably going to be my new co-host for a little while here, uh, resident of Garfield, Ohio, Mr. Kurt Mariola Jr. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Thanks for having me on Yeah, tonight. not a problem, not a problem. Now, to mention, he's also my, uh, well, I guess, I guess I would call him my assistant head coach. He'd call me his assistant head coach. Um, and my assistant commissioner of uh, the Garfield Heights Flag Football League is what we like to call it on this podcast because there's too much to go on it, who is going to be a sponsor. They're not giving us money, but they're a sponsor. Um, <clears throat> so we like to start this podcast off every week the same way, and that is our week, week, and recap. So how was your last week? My last week was pretty good, you know, just I was a little bit sick, you know, so I've been out of work for a couple of days, but, you know, then we had, I had some campaign stuff going on and everything, but everything turned out pretty well for us. You Good. know, just been trying to work and get football, you know, going. Right. That's how it is. Exactly. Um, so my week was, uh, it's been pretty hectic. Um, you know, I had some people come back to work, so it's been a little rough, but um, we're getting back in the groove of things and we're getting things figured out and, uh, you know, we kicked off the NFL season, so that was awesome. Uh, we'll get into that soon here. And yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> With that being said, let's get into our sport. We're going to start off with a little bit of, um, let's let's run into the baseball really quick, just kind of touch base on how everything's going. Um, <clears throat> not much. You got um, Padres put Blake Snell on the IL, you know, you know it, it, it happens, injuries late in the season, whatever. Um, Michael Brantley on the IL with knee soreness. Wow. Um and then Mike Trout is also out uh, since mid-May with a right calf injury. So he would be very surprised if he returns in 2021, uh, uh, manager Joe Maddon says. I personally think they're just going to hold him out. I do too. Also, the 2023 All-Star Game is headed to Seattle. I at, know, I've seen that. It was, uh, at, um, it was pretty cool. T-Mobile Park up there in Seattle. So good for Seattle. We had it here in Cleveland a couple of years ago. It was awesome. Great environment. <clears throat> Bring a lot of money and fans to the town. So, And Seattle's a great baseball and football town. So look forward to watching that. With that being said, that's kind of all the um, sports. We kind of got – right now we got the Indians are up 10 nothing on the Twins in the top of the 8th as you're watching this on September 15th. And it is 2,200 hours and one minute. Um so yeah, we're up ten to three. Surprise, surprise. We are seventy and seventy-three. We're kind of shit in the bed right now. Still second in the division though, so no I mean, playoffs for us, but we're still at least second in the division. And that's with Tito out, so I can't complain. Can't complain at all. Um, you got anything on that? I mean, I heard we heard that Tito he is on track to be back for spring training next year. Yeah, it was breaking news that so. his toe surgery went well, so you know everyone. You know, it's toe surgery, so you know that yeah, was that I had mean, to be breaking news, of course. You know, personally, you know, I want Tito to come back, but I really think he's going to announce his retirement. I just, I think a, he gives one more year. It's just a good feeling that I've had because of the way he went out this season. Yeah, he didn't go out right. No, not at all. I think he gets one more season, and depending on how we do, all depends on how the owners are too. Yeah, because you know, because you know, the Dolans don't want to pay. Exactly. You know, not. and <clears throat> what are we gonna do with Beaver? You know, he's not a free agent though. Doesn't okay. matter. Uh, his extension, I believe, is in two years. 
Still. So they got to work towards it. They either got to work towards it, or, or I them. could honestly <clears throat> see Bieber or Jose getting traded in the offseason. Jose is most likely the one to be traded in the offseason. Yes. All right, so let's move on. We got some college football news. Um, so, as of last week, we had week two of college football season. A couple upsets happen. Um, let's start off with the big one. Ohio State losing to Oregon by one touchdown, um, followed by someone leaving a duck on the 50-yard line. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the Alabama fan of me loves that. But Ohio State did not look good all game. No, you know, even... You know, we have 11 new freshmen. I can understand that. They don't know, you know, what they're doing right now. Exactly. They got to get in the groove. But, you know, this season, I could see them maybe losing two or three games. I'm looking at Penn State, and I'm looking at Indiana right now as these Uh, upsets. I'll tell you, Indiana, not going to happen. I don't know. The way they played us last year was pretty... Yeah, but they were... They were a fluke last year. They had a great season. Yeah. This year, they are not good. Um, but Penn State, possibly. But I do say, if they have to face Iowa or Minnesota in the Big Ten Championship game, I don't think they win unless they get their shit together. You also got to understand, though, too, Minnesota's running back. Starting, you know, star running back. Yeah. He's out for the whole season. He's done. Right. So that does hurt them. But that's why I'm saying Iowa or Minnesota is going to win that side. Yes. It's one of the two, and I think it's going to end up being Iowa. So it's going to be Iowa, Ohio State, and basically my thought process here is there are wins as in the college football playoff. There's not going to be a Big 12 school in there, I don't believe, unless Oklahoma gets in. But there's definitely going to be an SEC, and uh, I think Oregon is in. Yes. Uh, There might be two SEC teams. As long as Oregon does not lose a game potentially this season, I don't think they will with, with Thibodeau. I mean, he didn't even play in the Ohio State game, and they still went on. So, I mean, it. I don't see them losing much, especially in the Pac-12. Or, yeah, Pac-12. It's pretty weak. Your biggest competition right now is USC. Yeah. And USC just fired their head coach, so that should tell you that. I was, I was kind of glad they did that because, like, over the years, they, he hasn't had the great success there. No, not at all. And this was the year for them to move. And I think they're going to be a better team with their interim head coach now. I believe so. Um, well, let's move on to that. Then there's been a couple names popping up in that head coach search. Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs is one. That is one job that he said he would leave the NFL to go take. Um, it would be a stupid move on his part because he is a great offensive coordinator and, and should be deserving of an NFL head coaching job. Also other names leaked, P.J. Fleck out of Minnesota. Um, Urban Meyer. Has from been from Jacksonville. From Jacksonville. You know, I personally um, could think right there that if <clears throat> Urban Meyer does not succeed in his first season as NFL head coach, he will not. I personally think they're only going to win maybe one or two games this year, and Urban Meyer is going to say, "Hey, I'm going to leave the NFL." He could be one of the prime uh, head coaches to go to that USC job. Right. But I don't know if he's going to do it. Right, so I, I just pulled up the list. R.J. Young, who is okay. He's on Fox, college football. He's kind of stupid with some of his stuff, but this one's a legitimate list. His top five head coaches that could replace at USC, Oregon's Mario Cristobal, Minnesota's P.J. Fleck, Cincinnati's Luke Fickle, uh, Penn State's James Franklin, and Urban Meyer from Jacksonville. Now on the other side, you got assistant coaches, Marcus Freeman out of Notre Dame, 
Brent Venables from Clemson. That's a that's a name to watch. Uh, Homan Wiggins from my my school, Alabama. Um, he's a new name. I I believe he's a new uh, assistant there. I haven't really heard the name, but then again, we go through coaches like Butter, so um, and they still produce. Uh, Joe Brady from the uh, Panthers and Dennis Simmons out of Oklahoma. So there's a lot of names to watch there, and we will you know keep an eye on that. As the the season continues, uh, back into some more of the scores, you had Notre Dame just squeaking by Toledo, 32-29. You had A and M just squeaked by Texas A and M just squeaked by Colorado, ten to seven. Iowa State upset or Iowa upset Ohio State or Iowa State. Sorry, um, ninth ranked Iowa State lost to ten ranked Iowa, Iowa, which really isn't a big upset, but you know, where it's upset alert. Um, Oklahoma dropped a 70 bomb on Western Carolina. Arkansas upset number 15 Texas, 40 to 21. Wow. Uh, App State uh, uh, just barely missed out on beating number 22 Miami, and then BYU upsets number 21 Utah. And the biggest upset of the week, other than that, is Florida State losing to FCS Jacksonville State on a last-second hail mary. That right there, that's, to me, for Florida State, all the trouble that they've had over the last couple of years, that's probably one of their worst losses. 100%. To a unranked, unknown college football team like that. Um, I wouldn't say unknown. They are a power. They have been a powerhouse in the FCS for a few years. They're out of the Ohio Valley Conference in the FCS. They, um, But, yes, to most people, they are unknown. Yes. Me going to a college who played in FCS – I knew them, yeah, because of that fact. But you know, it it is you know these teams schedule these FCS schools, and oh, there's a lot of teams that you need to look out for. Like if you schedule a James Madison matchup, uh, North Dakota State or Jacksonville State, you need to watch out because any it don't matter who you face. The only teams that you know that could truly get past those three teams you just announced would be Alabama. Oh, Alabama would run the table with all of them. Yeah, they, that's, those but scores that's, would be about 75, 80 nothing. Well, you also got to think about the fact, too, that these teams come in, they see they're playing an FCS school, and they're going to look at it and go, all right, we're playing a lower, uh, low Division A school. All right, we're fine. You know, we don't have to play too hard. And that's where it happens. That's what yep. Florida State did, and that's what screwed them. Speaking of Alabama, let's touch on them. They played Mercer. They only scored 48 points. Number one ranked Alabama beat Mercer 48-14, but that's because Nick Saban knows how to delegate his players. Yeah. You know, I mean, truly, I think Alabama didn't perform to the expectations that they normally should be against a team like that. I was expecting that to be about 64-0. Yes, but at the same time, you got to think about the fact as well that when you're, you're paying an FCS school to come play you, you, you know... You're up 48 to nothing. You're going to put your backups in. And then you're playing their starters versus your backups. You know, they're going to score. That's just like exactly how Youngstown State did against Michigan State. Michigan State was up. Youngstown put, I think, 14 on them. Yeah. Now, you know, now there's one game that I'm going to be looking at very closely this Saturday. And what's I want to touch this yeah. topic before we move on. Yeah, I was going to move on to the games that are coming up. but if you Ohio want to State on. and Tulsa. You think Tulsa could give them a run? I believe we can give them a... They, Tulsa, even though they're not 
the greatest of all the way Ohio State's playing. Like I said, with those 11 new freshmen, C.J. Stroud, I don't know. I think the pressure could get to Ohio State. Tulsa could sneak out in a very – if Tulsa wants a chance, it's got to be low-scored. Ohio State can't put many points up on the board. Right. I don't, I don't see Tulsa – if it was Tulane, maybe, because the way Tulane hung in with Oklahoma. Yep. But I don't think Tulsa does. Um, there, I do have about four games I'm looking at this week. Uh, uh, 22 Auburn versus 10 Penn State. That should be a great game. Um, 19 Arizona State versus 23 BYU. Could be another good one. Uh, you got Alabama, number one Alabama versus number eleven, or number eleven Florida. Yep. And then my game that I think could be relatively close with the way that Oklahoma's been playing, Nebraska Oklahoma, Nebraska versus number three Oklahoma, unranked Nebraska. I can see that being a good game, but I think in the late run, Oklahoma's going to take advantage from Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler has not been. He's. He's had one good game, and that was against Western Carolina. He has, but... He struggled against Tulane, and struggled. He's a young starter, but I And honestly, a projected number one overall pick, and that's not going to happen. No, he's not even... I don't think, right, the way he's playing this season, I can't see him going potentially in the first round right now. I think he breaks first round. I don't think he breaks top five. No. Um, Sam Howell will probably be one of the first two quarterbacks taken off. But I think if Thibodeau, Thibodeau comes back for Oklahoma, or Oregon and plays phenomenal, he is the number one overall pick right now. And who do you think that number overall pick is going to be next season? New York, Houston, Jacksonville, or Dark Horse? Baltimore. You really think Baltimore? Baltimore is down three They're, starters yeah. to a torn ACL. Crazy. I was at work, and I got that right over my phone. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Now, I don't think Baltimore is going to do that bad. Baltimore could very well finish last in the division. I don't think they do. I think they might finish third now. Um, my division rankings, as well as Donovan's, were um, Cleveland-Baltimore 1-2, and kind of in that little, you know, you don't know, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati. I think that Baltimore falls three, if anything. Cincinnati's – they – I don't know. I, I think that the number one pick, though, could very well fall. It could fall to Detroit, too. I don't know. There There is so much with how Detroit played. There is so much to be determined. It's week one. Um, we are going to get into the NFL in a second here. But there is just so much to talk about with how they played and everything that I don't know who the one, number one overall pick could be at the moment. No. I mean, it's too early to tell. Like I said, it's week one. Yeah. You know, but like the way Cleveland – Played up against Casey, the determination they had. Kevin Stefanski. So let's, I, let's real quick. We're gonna segue into the NFL. I wasn't gonna talk about the Browns game just yet. Okay. I was gonna leave that off. So we'll just segue into the NFL real quick. Um, some let, let's cover the news first and the games. How about that? Um, so in news, you've got Cowboys defensive end. Um, Demarcus Lawrence will miss six to eight weeks with a broken foot now. So that's a tough blow to them. Um, Sunday, Lamar versus Mahomes. Lamar comes out and says, not about me and Mahomes. Uh, Barkley, Saquon is listed as questionable against Washington. 
Um, Raiders tight end Gerald McCoy out for the rest of the season with a knee injury. Um, let's see here. Oh, um, Cardinals Chandler Jones, five sacks last week against the Titans. That was crazy. Five sacks. That's impressive. So that's kind of the big big news out of that. Let's move into the scores real quick. Mm-hmm. So season opener on Thursday was the Giants. Not the Giants. Let's try that again. It was the Cowboys and the Buccaneers in a very close game. Came down to the wire. The Buccaneers kicked a game-winning field goal with Ryan Suggup to win 31-29 over the Cowboys. Dak Prescott had a great game. He threw 58 passes, which was ridiculous. And uh, coming back from his injury... I, I do not understand what Mike McCarthy was doing. Um, he only ran the ball with Zeke, like, somewhere between five and eight times. Yeah. Like, it was Zeke fantasy points. People are dropping him left and right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had Zeke starting last week, and yes. I was, I'm thinking, like, all right, well, you know, they're going to have to run the ball. And then you bit. had, like, four other players on that team that you had, like, 70 points after the first day. I'm like. Yeah, like, you know, it was Chris Godwin. He yep. really pulled me in. C.D. Lamb really put me in. And, you know, I do got to say one thing. You know, it was on Sunday. You said Jalen Hurts. Oh, he ain't going to be, you know, something for me in fantasy. 28 points. Uh, Yeah, he showed up. So I was impressed. We'll, we'll move into that. So, uh, we also had the Seahawks playing the Colts. Um, Seahawks squeak out when <laughs> 28-16 over the Colts. Carson Wentz had an okay game, but the... The Seahawks' def- or offense with their new offensive coordinator seems to be working very well for Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. The Saints destroy the Packers, 38-3. Aaron Rodgers pulled out of that game and replaced with Jordan Love. Jameis Winston goes off and throws for, I think he threw for five touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me check that out really quick. It was five touchdowns by Jameis Winston. Or 158 or uh, 159 nope. yards? He was 14-20, 148, five Taysom Hill was one of one for three yards. That's okay. <clears throat> um, Aaron Rodgers had two interceptions, I believe, in that game. Um, the Steelers squeak out in front of the Bills uh, in the last couple seconds there. Josh Allen did not look good at all. After that massive contract extension, thing it got to him. Very well could have. We, a lot of us are doubting the Steelers, but, I mean, you they... Can't. It's Pittsburgh. You yeah, can there's never doubt two them. teams that you really can't doubt, and that's Dallas and Pittsburgh, and everyone does it every year, and they somehow still do better than what we project. Yeah. Um, the Bengals start the season off one and zero, winning in overtime against the Vikings. Now the Vikings drove down the field. I did end up watching this in the last minutes. There, Vikings drove down the field with Kirk Cousins and Greg Joseph, the former Browns kicker, kicks a 53-yard field goal. But then was a timeout was called. He nailed the first one. So then he's iced and goes ahead and nails the second 53-yarder, career-long for him, to send the game into overtime. And with two seconds left in overtime, the rookie kicker for the Bengals knocks one through to win the game. Crazy. You know, Joe Burrow's line is still not very good. No, not at all. I'm, and I told, I told a lot of people, you know, when you come off an ACL injury like that and you're that young, yes. you may not come back the same. No. And if you do, it's incredible to see, but it never rarely happens. Exactly. And that's the, the big thing with him. Um, his line is not good. And instead of picking the best offensive lineman in the draft or one of them we in Penny Sewell at number five, you chose to pick a wide receiver in Jamar Chase. I get it. The connection with him and 
Burrow, but you have the chance to pick a tackle there yeah. to protect your star quarterback. That's what we've been talking about all offseason. And personally, I think it was a terrible decision by the Bengals. They they did win, but they just barely won. Um, 49ers go in and beat the Lions in a very exciting game at the end there. Um, the Cardinals put 38 points on the Titans, winning 38-13. to The Titans looking awful. Derrick Henry did not have a good game. No. Chandler Jones had five sacks on Ryan Tannehill in that game. Amazing stout, amazing performance by that uh, Cardinals defense. Uh, let's see here. You had the Chargers go into Washington and beat the, the football team 20-16. to The Jets and Panthers. This was a game I tuned into early because I wanted to see Zach Wilson start off. And I also want to see how Sam Darnold played against his old team. Um, a lot of us have been, you know, dogging on Sam Darnold mm-hmm. because of how he played in New York. And I think it's a New York thing because he came out and did very well for the Panthers. I mean, in the first half, he had 200 and I think it was between 230, 244 yards. Mm-hmm. He had just in the first half. And, you know, really, if I got to look at it the right way. Um, he only had 279 in the whole game. 279, okay. And one touchdown, but still. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. You know, and truly, Zach Wilson. Still threw for 258 yards. I still feel bad for Zach Wilson. I think he deserves to be in a better team. Because he does have talent, but I just don't think it's going to work for him in New York. No, I think it's going to end up being a a Sam Darnold thing all over again. He'll get traded for a low-round pick and then go ball out somewhere else. Yep. Um. Panthers end up winning that, and Darnold gives it to his old team, 19-14. to um, In one of the probably worst games of the week, to be honest with you, the two bottom feeders of the league, Texans, Jaguars, wow. Trevor Lawrence's debut, and instead of facing Deshaun Watson, he faces to Rod Taylor. Trevor Lawrence threw two picks back-to-back on, the, on two drives. Still went 20, He went 28-51. of 51, which is absolutely horrendous. He had a QBR of 14.2. He threw for 320 or 332 yards and three touchdowns, also followed with three interceptions. And the Texans quarterback, Rod Taylor, threw for 291 yards and two touchdowns with a QBR of 70 to lead his Texans to a victory uh, 37-21 over the visiting Jaguars. Um, Lawrence did not look good. At all that game. You know, personally... Lawrence also, real quick, lost his first ever career game. You know, at the end of the day, I really feel that Lawrence should stay back at Clemson one more year just because of Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. I personally think that Lawrence can be a decent quarterback at the big stage, but with Urban Meyer as your head coach, he's not going to succeed. Here's the problem that I saw. Lawrence is setting up to be a one-read quarterback at the moment. I watched him on countless drives look, and he stared down the receiver that he was going to throw to. That's how he ended with three picks. You cannot do that in the NFL. The moment you stare down the receiver you're going to throw to, the defender is going to get that. He is paid to do that, and he will recognize that all day, every day. And so doing that is going to screw you over. Jacksonville... Very well, might might only win two games this year. 
him be the first overall pick. Yes. Then you got a lot to think about. They're going to take Thibodeau there. Is it the coach or is it the quarterback? At the end of the day, personally, I think it's on the coach. It is on the coach at that point. Now, Urban Meyer is a phenomenal head coach in the college rankings, but I think this step up is going to be rough for him. I think he lasts two years, and that's it. He's going to be like Nick Saban. He goes from the NFL, then he goes straight back to the college, and he's going to dominate in the college. I don't think he goes back to college, though. You know? I think he's going to take off medical reasons and finally just call it. I was honestly shocked. When he retired from Ohio State, I could see because he was sick. He had some stuff going on. He had the tumor on his brain, or the cyst on his brain. You know, I don't know why he, and he said, I'm not coming back to football. But why did you come back to the NFL? Did you just want to get out of Ohio State for some odd reason? Or do you want to take the opportunity, oh, hey, I'm coaching in the NFL? I think that's what it was, and that's why he did it. Um, So let's let's move on here. We got uh, the Broncos handily beat the Giants, beating the Giants 27-13. And Teddy Bridgewater was um, a proven leader. And actually, Von Miller came out and said that we haven't had this type of leadership since number 18 was here. We'll throw back to Peyton Manning there. So that's impressive. Um, on Sunday Night Football, the Rams manhandled the Bears 34-14. to Justin Fields did come into that game. Um, but I will say the Rams looked like a very, very, very good Super Bowl contender in that game. I'll give it to Stafford. I really think Stafford is changing that team around. McVay. Yes, Stafford and McVay is going to be a great thing to watch. I predicted it to be, um, I believe I did predict the Rams to make the Super Bowl this year um, against the Bills, I think was my prediction, something like that. Uh, but Stafford is just looking good in that system. to get, And I think it's because he got out of Detroit and was able to kind of revitalize his career. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's been in Detroit for his whole career. Yep, and the only person he has had was Calvin Johnson. Megatron. Yep. It's all he has had, and the coaches never put the right pieces around. Nope. Now he has Cooper Cup, Robert, Robert Woods. He's got um, Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson Jr. There's so many more. And, and he's, he's got talking about defense. the defensive side, Aaron Donald. That's all you got to talk about. Yeah, Aaron Donald. That's it. That's Jaylen the whole Ramsey. defense. There you go. Those two. It, it's it's going to be a great fit for him, and I think that. Uh, It'll be awesome to see him succeed. Um, also, and then our second overtime game of the week came on Monday night. The Ravens and the Raiders. The Raiders end up defeating the Ravens, 33-27, to on a touchdown pass after Lamar Jackson fumbles the ball and gives the Raiders back and to a wide-open receiver. Derek Carr throws the pass and wins the game. Uh, the Ravens did look a little rough. They looked rusty. You know, they look rusty because you got your top defensive back out. You know, for yeah. the rest of your torn ACL, you lost J.K. Dobbins. Yep. Now you lose a torn ACL to Gus Edwards. Exactly. And, and they just signed Devontae Freeman. And they've got Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, yep. uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and then there was one. Of, they're running with another guy in Latavius right now. Yeah. I don't – I personally, if Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman don't show out, one of them's gone – but I just don't see Baltimore hanging on to Le'Veon Bell. I don't think so either. Um, and then in 
the next two games we got are were probably two of the most anticipated games of the week, both coming at 4:25. One was the Dolphins versus the Patriots. You had two Alabama quarterbacks squaring off against each other. Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones, who was named starting quarterback over Cam Newton, which followed by Cam Newton's release. Mac Jones threw 281 yards and one touchdown. Tua had 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And the Dolphins squeak out a 17-16 victory there. Um, both quarterbacks looked absolutely great from what I saw. I mean, you take away the interception from Tua, and that's basically a pretty even stat. Yeah, you know, I was actually, you know, I'm not all big on Alabama, but Tua versus Mac, I can't wait to see that for the next couple of years. I circled that on my calendar. Yeah. I made it a point to try to watch that. But I couldn't because we get to this game, the next 425 game, and the highest rating in week one since 2015, the Browns versus the Chiefs. Now, here we go. We get to sit down and kind of decode this one for a minute. The Browns started off with the um, going up 8 to nothing on the Chiefs, end up running up to, I believe, 22 to 10 at one point. Um, they then scored 29 points, and that's where they sat. Chiefs did come back to win 33 to 29, but... On the final drive, Baker Mayfield was driving down the field, got tripped up, and threw the ball, trying to throw out of bounds, and it was picked off. Uh, a lot of people are trying to say, and I know you were one of them, mm-hmm. that he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for this moment. He choked. That wasn't the case. If you look at it clearly, you see him looking, throwing the ball away, yeah. but he got tripped up, and that's how it got picked. Give him. He still had like 50 seconds left. Give him that ball back. He's going down, scoring a touchdown, get, winning this game. Yeah. He is definitely ready for this moment. Um, he even said in his press conference at the, press, at the end, this one stings. This is on me. You know, They played a great game. You had three problems. And that was the whole, you Well, to start, you held the defending AFC champions. To 10 points in the first half. To 10 points in the first half. You only let them get the lead in the fourth quarter. And, not to mention, you were stopping them. Yeah, you know, and that defense, you know, even though Garrett didn't get in there a lot on Mahomes, but he had the eight pressures, Clowney had the four pressures, I really feel that, you know, after this game, this defense is going to be something this season. And I'm looking forward to it, but it's the injuries. You're still holding – Grant's still out. You know, a couple of the – you know, defense and Ronnie Harrison – should have never been ejected. My half, the way of watching, I watched the whole entire game start to finish. So did I. That coach should have been ejected. And so here's how I look at it. Yes, Ronnie was just all he was trying to do was step over and get away from the player on the ground. Right? And it was by accident. And he, his foot hit the guy's knee, and the coach said something and pushed Ronnie away, which immediately should be an ejection because of the fact that. Players or t- coaches can't touch the players, no. but then Ronnie retaliated and pushed, and that's what resulted in the flag. They eventually called it on the bench of the Chiefs and moved the ball up fifteen, but then or back fifteen. But then after further discussion, they ended up ejecting Ronnie Harrison because of that. Now both player both 
people are going to get fined and fined heavily because you cannot, as a coach, you can't put your hands on opposing players. No. And, you know, as a player, you can't push a coach. That's just, you know, not okay. My thought on it is you either eject both or you don't do it at all. You know, it was a stupid thing all over. Should have never happened, but it did. But they didn't lose their momentum after that. No, you know, and they the defense got a little bit better after that. Yeah, you know, I I definitely really take away that even though we lost, you know, there was the fumble, then you had Jamie Gillen, and then you know, really can't put Baker's it on. interception. Those are my three problems. Yeah, if we don't have those. We, we won that we game. We won. Yep. And even with Chubb, when we had that fumble, we were driving. Yep. We were going. And Chubb laid on the ground and realized what he did. Yeah. And you don't ever see Chubb fumble that ball. No. So it's very rarely. I think he just... It's, I think too many yeah. people got in there and he just let go. And that's the big thing. you got to also think about it that way. Get it out now. Get that... Fumble out. Everything now so that in the rest of the season... We still got 16 games. You know, we have a 17-game season. We still got 16 games, and we got to focus, you know? Yeah. So, to, yes, it stings. This this loss is rough. I, I'm i okay with it. Like, yes, we lost, but we played phenomenal. The Baker in the second-year offense is a sexy thing to see. It is. You know, one thing, too, is that Anthony Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. Wow. Yes. He has speed. That that kid to me is, if he can show that the whole year, yes. he's potentially the next Tiger kill. Oh, With yeah. His speed is phenomenal. But what are we going to do with Rashad Higgins? Only playing 7% of the snaps from Sunday. What do we do? Well, you look at it this way. Going into that, because OBJ didn't play, your starting wide receivers were Landry, DPJ, and Higgins. Well, Higgins must have, I don't know what was going on with Higgins, but he ended up not playing, and Schwartz came in for him. So, Schwartz showed out. I think Higgins moves down on the depth chart. I mean, Higgins, that Baker and Higgins combo was awesome, but for some reason, they just... Personally, it's not worth you have Anthony Schwartz, I think... <clears throat> Look at him after eight or nine games halfway through the season. I could really see Rashad, even though he's on a one-year deal, not a lot of money, could see his way out on a trade. It could. It could happen. I'm not exactly sure, but it could very well happen. Um, all in all, though, they played pretty well. They moved the ball down the field. They drove. That's exactly what we needed. And... It's gonna, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC right now. And that's not going to be the first time we see the Chiefs this year. No. you know We're going to play them again. You know, I put my bracket for the playoffs together already, and I have Cleveland meeting Kansas City back in the divisional. But I think Casey may slip up, lose a couple more games than expected. Yes. I could see... Casey having to come to Cleveland this year, next year in the divisional round. And Cleveland's going to squeak it out. Yeah. It's um, our time to do it. So my projections for the season, um, and we went over this a little while ago, I actually predicted that the Browns are going to 
end up, they're going to win, get in the playoffs, they're going to face Casey in the Divisional, go to the championship, and face Buffalo in Cleveland. Because Cleveland will somehow be the higher seed than Buffalo, and we'll play him in Cleveland. You know, and Buffalo will squeak out. I said the, the <laughs> score will be something like, some of the score like 24 to 22. Like, something stupid. I mean, personally, I the way Josh Allen played over the weekend against Pittsburgh. It was not good. I will tell you right now, I think you're going to see New England squeak over Buffalo into the playoffs. I don't think, I still think Buffalo wins that division. But New England very well could get into the playoffs. But that dark horse is Miami. See, my dark horse out of the AFC was... Um, hold on. Um, I believe it was the Chargers on my dark horse. You know, there's a lot of dark horses in the AFC. There are. There very well can be a lot. And, you know, it's just it's going to be a very interesting season. My number sure. one dark horse... If they can trade for a tackle, upgrade the offense line a little bit better, I can see Cincinnati being somewhat. They chase. won't. They won't trade for a tackle. Because who's going to give up a starting left tackle in the in the middle no of the season? Exactly. They have to go out and sign one in the off season. I still can see Cincinnati saying, "Hey, we're going to buckle in. We're going to play these games a little bit tougher than yeah. expected." They could be a dark horse, but. It's too early to tell. We're only going in the week it two. Is. It is very early. Um, and then, so that's all of our um, games for last week. We have upcoming this week on Thursday. So today is Wednesday right now. We are sitting at having New York Giants, the football Giants, are going to be taking on the football team on Thursday Night Football. Uh, the Browns play the Texans at home. So a little opener for us. Uh, Saints-Panthers, Titans-Seahawks, that would be a good one, I think, maybe. Bengals-Bears, that could be be very good. Rams-Colts could be good. Dolphins-Bills, I'm excited for that one. Pats-Jets, Eagles-Niners, Raiders-Steelers, Broncos-Jags, Vikings-Cards, Falcons-Bucks, Cowboys-Chargers, and Chiefs-Ravens on Sunday night. Then the Monday night game this week is the Lions versus the Packers. If Aaron Rodgers plays the way that he did... Lions, Lions are taking that game. And Lions did not look good. No, not at all. Um, oh, the other crazy stat? Um, both the AFC and the NFC West undefeated. That's all crazy. four teams. The NFC North is all 0-1. And the AFC North is 2-2. Uh, two so, both the two teams that no one expected to be leading the division after one one week uh, are the two that we thought we we're going to, or not? No, not at all. So, it's a crazy stat there. Very crazy. Uh, the current offensive passing leader is Derek Carr with four thirty five. The rushing leader is Joe Mixon with one twenty seven. Receiving leader is Tyreek Hill with one ninety seven. Um, then we got the sack leader already is Chandler Jones with five. And the interception leader is just Christian Kirksey with one. 
Christmas courtesy. Always hurt in Cleveland, but goes over to another team. And always plays. Oh, wow. There we go. Playoff standing right now. That's a great stat. <laughs> if, if the season ended today, the number one seed would be the Houston Texans. Wow. The number two seed would be Pittsburgh, three seed Las Vegas, and four seed Miami. And the wild cards would be Kansas City, Denver, and Los Angeles. So you would have Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Denver, and Miami. No, I'm sorry. Let's try that again. Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, Denver, Las Vegas, and Miami, Kansas City. And Houston on a bye. That's crazy. Cleveland is currently sitting at the 10 spot. That's the second of the losing seed. Wow. Yeah. So if playoffs ended today, that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, let's let's look at the longest field goal here. Um, oh, the other big thing is... Oh, this is the example. Or the... Not the example, the explanation. New England will win the tiebreaker over Cleveland based on best combined ranking among all teams and points scored and points allowed. That's why we are that. Where we are at. The Jets, though, are sitting at number 13 in that division. Or in the AFC. So, that's kind of good for them. But, let's look at kicking stats for the league. Because I'm, I'm intrigued here. The, um, that's definitely not kicking. Um, because Kareem Hutt was on that, but on there, so that, you know, doesn't make sense. So the game winner for, um, oh, it's Evan McPherson is who had the game winner for Cincinnati, that's right. <laughs> so, everyone within the top two, four, six have made three field goals. Uh, Nick Folk is sitting at 3 for 3. Chris Boswell is sitting at 3 for 3. Justin Sly is sitting at 3 for 3. And Tyler Bass 3 for 3. Then you go down and find us. Chase McLaughlin. <coughs> 0 for 0 on field goals. And 3 for 3 on extra points. And he's sitting at number 26 in the league. That's still pretty good for Cleveland that we didn't have to kick a field goal. No, we did not. And we went forward on fourth down. How many times? We are two for two on fourth down and two. Then uh, one and, for one on two point conversion. Yep. Yeah, one for one on two point conversion, and we scored five. We were five for five in the red zone. So, yeah. I mean, it's pretty outstanding for Cleveland. Yeah, you can't complain about that. Um. All right. So let's uh let's move on to our draft. How about that? Favorite. NFL players, current, former, what have you. All right. You're my guest. You may pick first. My most favorite NFL player of his all time would be number 18, Peyton Manning. You know, the leadership, the dedication he has shown over his career, from going from Indianapolis straight over to Denver, making a couple, you know, Super Super Bowl appearances the first year he went there. Didn't make it. Second year, they made it. Got blown out by Carolina. Cam Newton. Then came back and just put an ass whooping. Yeah. And, you know, right there, just showed Peyton Manning. But he's always been that type of player. Like, I've always been yes. a fan of him. So, um, with my pick, I'm going to take Drew Brees. I mean, there is there is no one else that you can't just love. No. I mean, 
you hear the name Drew Brees and you're like, man, he's awesome. I mean, if if he played for anyone other than Los An- or San Diego and New Orleans, it would probably be a whole different story. We probably wouldn't talk about him the way we do. But that New Orleans fit was perfect for him, and the way he responded after everything is just awesome. Yeah. I mean, the only thing about Drew Brees, I just wish he would have got a couple more rings with, Me too. with Peyton. Me too. He deserved a few more. You're up again. It's oh, a hard one. <clears throat> and this is off the top of your head, dude. We're not researching. Yeah, I know. It's just a hard one, you know. I mean, if it had to be a next one, it's probably Jerry Rice. Right. Just, I mean, just overall, he's just a great receiver. You know, I just, I loved his, you know, cockiness in the games and just a good overall player. Good guy. Just, just like him a lot. Perfect. Um, so I'm going to go here. I'm going to go with the hometown here. We're going to go with Josh Cripps. By far one of the best kick returners in the NFL of his time. Yes. Um, class act. And, you know, you just did someone, if you ever saw him around, I'd want to get a beer with him. Like that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, you are up again. So, <laughs> um... It's not easy. I'd probably have to go with our rivals, you know, Troy Palomalu. Okay. Back when I was younger, when I was a Browns fan, I for some reason I was just a huge fan of Troy Palomalu. He he is very he was a very good safety, yes. right? Yeah, safety. Um the hair was iconic. Esther's name you can't forget. No, you can't and just a great guy overall. He never really had an issue with him. Even though being a Browns fan, but like one of those Steelers players. Yeah. I know it, was, it didn't seem right, but, you know, I had a jersey of him. Just because I've always wanted to get it signed by him. I still yeah. have it till this day. Because he's just one shit. of my yeah. most favorite players. But I'm a, I'm a Browns fan, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Um. So mine, I'm going to go here again with Browns Joe Thomas. Oh. 10,000 consecutive snaps, uh, team player, went through so many bad seasons, and stuck around. And the only thing that knocked him out was the injuries. Yeah. I mean, by far the best left tackle to do it. And I, I just, you know. And just to stay in Cleveland. And, and yeah, and stayed in Cleveland. It, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome dude. Still yeah. talks about Cleveland the way he loves it. Yeah. I honestly hope one day that. The Browns bring him onto the coaching staff for that mentor leadership. I like that idea. I don't know if he would do it, um, but I'm looking forward to the day where they retire his jersey and he's up in the rafters. Well, not the rafters, but up on the the board there. Yeah, because it's going to happen. And when it does, it's gonna be a sold out crowd. Yep, an emotional crowd. Yep, especially the Hall of Fame. He's he'll be a first balloter. Hundred um, percent. I give the next two years. Oh yeah, uh, you're up. You know I gotta go with Russell Wilson. Right now, you know he's still a current you know NFL player. He loves Seattle so much. He's sticking there. I just don't see him leaving. And they're always a 
good underdog in the middle of the season. Yes, yes. Uh, I do like Russell. He is uh, very good, and uh, he would definitely be on my list, but not not this far up. That's no. for sure. Um, so I'm gonna pull one. Uh, do what you did here. I'm gonna go with Steelers. Heinz Ward, oh. class act, never complained. Was that was the only I respect him. I know he played for Pittsburgh, but I respect him with everything that I have. And not to mention, he was not a bad NFL player. No, he wasn't. He was a good player. You know, he had that, you know, the two feet against Arizona in the Super Bowl. Yep. So, great, great man, great man. Um, all right, it's one, two, three, four. Can you muster four more out? I can try. All right, let's go with eight then. We'll go with eight. All right, deal. So, you're up. Till this day, you know, right now, he's 44, it's Tom Brady. I give him that credit for playing at the age that he's at. And going, I've never had respect for him until he won with Tampa in his first season. I still don't respect him as much. I mean, I, I, okay, I respect him, I don't like him. That's the thing. I respect, I don't like. He earned my respect because... I thought it was just a Belichick thing. I yes. thought when Tom Brady went to Tampa, they weren't going to be anything. And just plowed right through the playoffs like it was nothing. And now I know that it was not a Belichick. No, not at all. It was definitely, it's him. Yes. It's him and it's only him. There's something in him that he brings to the team, but you just don't see it. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go here. I'm going to take Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, just absolutely respected around the league. One of the best. Stayed in Arizona. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, he's a good guy, but I think he should have left. And he, mean, he had to get that ring. Yeah, I wish he would have, but, you know. Just the... <clears throat> Leadership he had, though, in Arizona was incredible. Oh, 100%. You're up. This would be your sixth here. My sixth? Okay. I can muster up, like, 14 more, so. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me. You know, um... Tony Romo. I like it, Dallas. You know, know, good guy. You know, he didn't do all the greatest, but overall I think he was a good guy in the NFL, and I think a lot of people He was very respected, yes. Yes. Um, He's phenomenal as an announcer, that's for sure. Yeah, I really was like, come on, Tony Romo being an announcer? Yeah. Turned out to be phenomenal. That's what everyone thought. He's, He's very good. Some people are making jokes. He's a better uh, announcer than a football player. So, yeah, I I I believe it too. Um, all right, so me, I got a little old school here, like very old school. I never saw him play, which I would have, but you you just can't not pick Bo Jackson. Like no, you you just he, it's Bo Jackson. I mean, awesome, awesome player. Um, you know, I just. I, I don't have any explanation. It's Bo Jackson. 
So you got two more, my friend. I'm going to go a little old school back in the 90s. <clears throat> From Cleveland, Bernie Kozak. Okay. You know, this guy, he's lived in Ohio for a very, very long time. And even with him still going with the Browns and talking about him every week on coverage, you know, this man has earned my respect by, he lives in, out of Manaway, Ohio. You know, Does he live in Manaway? I thought yes. he lived on the other side. No. He's three houses exactly from my uncle's. Oh, nice. And every year, we there's a Sayers party. Put this whole thing in for the community, and Bernie Kozar is there. Autographs, pictures. Yeah. And he will walk up to you. What's your name? He will talk to you. Yeah. It doesn't awesome. matter who you are. He He's not afraid to come out, walk right over, I, and just... He ate dinner with me the one time. That's awesome. I have his jersey from Miami sitting in my closet. I'll show you when we're down here. Um, so, me here, I'm not sure where I'm going to go just yet. Um, trying to think here. I had it and then we talked and then I lost it. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to take in fucking Brandon Whedon yet. <laughs> Good one. That's a hilarious yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go Johnny. No. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to stick here. I'm going to run it back Cleveland again. I'm going to go Phil Dawson. Good guy. Phil fucking Dawson. The best kicker. I mean, he tied Lou Groza's record. Yeah. He didn't beat it. He tied it. If he would have kicked one more goddamn field goal, he is the best kicker in the NFL. Or kicked one all more time. season. Or kick one more season. He signed the ten day or the one day contract to retire at Brown. I respect that man. Best kicker as a Brown. I uh, and once we lost him, our kicker woes have been terrible. Yup. So you're up again, sir. Anyone mention Josh Rosen at all? <laughs> <laughs> you got me weeding, so I had to get you with Rosen. Um, I had it in my head, and it's like gone now. Oh crap. I had so it. I had I it. I got in, my last pick. And, I, and it was a it was a really good one too. Was it? Yes. It was uh Was it Jared Goff? No. Was it Sam Darnold? You know what? It just came back in my head. It's in Tebow. I love that man for trying to come back in the NFL to play as a tight end. But just all over all over the years, him going to baseball. Into football, you know. Pick a goddamn career. He's worse than the fucking Horn Church. Yeah, but you got to think, though. He's worse than a the fucking stuff, trucker lot, lot, lot lover. The stuff he does for the kids in oh, the yeah, organization. He loves kids. He's just a genuine guy, respected all around. Yeah, he, he's very into faith. Yes. Youth football. Like, I get it. But he just needs to quit with the football stuff. He's done. He does. He's not the greatest of all players, and he'll never be. No. But you can say that he does a lot for the youth, and oh, that's what you need. Yes. Um, so my final pick here, I'm going to roll out. I'm going to pick the uh, the Megatron. Calvin, Megatron Johnson. I mean, absolutely respectful. Should have won a ring in Detroit. Yeah. Played his whole career there, retired. Never came back and went to another team. If he went to another team, he was going to fall out. Like, But mad respect to him. He came in, shut up, made his money, and left. Yeah. 
I, I just think he retired a little too early. He did. But hey, a um, little honorable mentions I had, Johnny Unitas. Um, Jay Cutler was another one from the Bears. Matt Stafford, still there, but I still respect him. And then also, <coughs> you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Sean Payton, I respect him for the head coach. And last but not least, Walter Payton. Good one. Bad respect. Jim Brown was also on that list. You know, just the dogs in football. Nothing yeah. better. I don't know if you had any honorables. You also Andy Reid. Andy Reid, all right. Makes sense. Chad, Chad Ocosinco. Oh, Ocosinco, 85. I just like a man that, that man can kick. He he was a decent kicker when he got those opportunities. You know who was... I thought it was hilarious. You know who's my favorite kicker? Who? Cream Hunt. <laughs> Cream Hunt. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, he he's very, he's very good. Uh, but yeah, so... We actually, we stretched this episode out pretty long. We're only having two topics. Um, so, with that being said, that is our draft for the week. That will be posted to the Real Mistakes on the Lake, our Real Mistakes pod Twitter account um, soon. I know I slacked off and didn't do the last week's one, but I got busy, so fuck you. Um, but yeah, so, uh, with that being said... That is our episode for the week. I'd like to thank you, Kurt, for coming on. Appreciate it, um, for having me. No, not a problem. Uh, I look forward to having you again next week. And we will roll again next week, me and Kurt. Uh, look out for a couple comments from Donovan. He did not send me over the audio like he should have. Fuck you, Donovan. And um, we'll go from there. He's also very upset that Ohio State lost. He cried about it. Oh, and wow. um, also cried that the Browns are gonna lo- that the Browns lost. So, um Go make fun of him on his Twitter page at VanLews10. Uh, and we'll go from there. So, like I said, uh, that's our episode for the week. I appreciate it. And as we always like to say, stay stupid, my friends. <laughs>